Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash, succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Caleb. Hi, I've got a new character. I'm going to be playing Gwendolyn Silverstone, a human druid. And Juliet. My name is actually Blake, but uh, I will be playing the Dragonborn fighter, Juliet. I thought you were Juliet playing the, the human Blake. That's the way that that works, right? Uh, yes, I guess we're dreaming about butterflies sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's going to be my job. And John. Hello, I'm John. I am running a new character, an elven monk named... I'm back and I totally knew what my character's backstory was the entire time. <laughs> I just love how like, perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing the intro, you idiot. Oh, are you guys? Yeah. No, I, I, we definitely need to keep this. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, <laughs> John. Yeah. Uh, what else? Elven monk named Illuminus. <laughs> and Oliver. I will. I am Oliver. I will be playing. Edil Belmont, the Paladin Half Dwarf. And uh, Shane, who now knows That's who his character is. Uh, <laughs> that is me, and I knew the entire time. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. all he says. <laughs> That's all he's gonna say. That's me, I'm a, I'm a human bard, kinda. Uh, in fact, you have a background, I'm not telling you guys. <laughs> So this is going to be a very special episode of the uh, Dungeons and Debacles podcast. Not only have our heroes leveled up to level three, but uh, we'll be introducing some new characters because their party betrayed them and killed them. All right, I'm not going to hold. I, you. I don't know about betray. <laughs> Shut up! You Jay. killed my dad. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think that's more of an opinion than an actual fact. Can you, can you cite sources? I was shot in the back of the last podcast. It's, it's, it's linked in the uh, Wikipedia uh, article about whips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a little background for that. Uh, before we got started doing this, we were doing a background check, and uh, Oliver, for some reason, was reading a Wikipedia article on whips. And used It'll that be a... It'll be relevant in a minute. Don't worry. Whip it good. <laughs> yeah. Crack it. Uh, let's get started uh, with uh, John's new character. Uh, John, tell us uh, about what you're running. All right. Lunadas is a uh, neutral wood elf. Monk. Level three. He was raised in a monastery. Sight of a mountain. Uh, so he knows very little about, you know, the city or people or things like that. He's kind of an arrogant douche. Um, doesn't really know anything about his family except he died and brought into the monastery to be raised by, you know, monks or ruin. Uh, he is following the way of the open hand and he uses chi to beat the crap out of people. Death. So, uh, tell, tell me uh, about what he looks like. Oh, he's, he's well, gray brown. Brownish skin, brown hair, brown eyes. Kind of nutty. It's like an acorn. And uh, how old? Uh, 250. So he's been studying for a very long time. They've sent him out into the world to serve real. Gotcha. Now, and the, the backstory so, is the mon- was the monastery serving ruin? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Well, I don't know. You tell me. It's your character. 
<laughs> okay, in that case, yes. <laughs> Monastery was serving ruin, which is one of the reasons why it was so isolated. Basically, a couple of huts in the middle of nowhere. That makes sense. And then uh, we'll uh, get into uh, more of how you met Sish and you're falling into this group in uh, the next episode uh, that we do after this. Um, so you're 250. Uh, like, what's your you, your height and weight like proportion? Uh, five six, one twenty five. So he's he's short and slim. And uh, tell me a little bit about like uh, what you get as a monk, as far as like your abilities, what you took as proficiencies, your stats. Well, his stats are focused on dexterity and wisdom, thanks to you know. It gives him an armor class of sixteen when he's naked. Uh, I'm taking that away from you, Oliver. Ha. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're not the one fighting naked. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, monks uh, specialize in using unarmed combat or only very simple weapons. So his martial arts uh, lets him use dexterity instead of strength for his attack and damage roll. Um, he can roll a martial arts die instead of damage for an unarmed or simple weapon. At low levels, that means he could replace uh, his uh, quarterstaff's d6 with a d4. But at higher <laughs> levels, it'll it'll go up and get. And if he attacks with an unarmed or simple weapon, he can follow that up with an additional unarmed attack as a bonus action. Cool. And, hmm? uh, tell me, talk a little bit about how Key works. Well, she is sort of like uh, uh, a sort of magic in that he has chi point, points that he can spend, and he has a number of abilities that uh, cost a certain. Like, uh, he has Flurry of Blows, which costs one chi point, attack twice. He also has uh, the ability to move really, really fast, Step of the Wind. That takes a cheap point to disengage or dash as a bonus action. It also doubles his jump distance. And his Patient Defense is another cheap point. This guy is going to be running around and dodging stuff and being super awesome. Mode. All right, so you were talking about uh, your furry, flurry blows and such. Uh, do you also have like that uh, feat that allows you to catch arrows? Yes, that is automatic. Um, cool. If he gets attacked and gets hit by a uh, uh, an arranged weapon attack, then he gets to reduce damage by uh, D10 plus Dexterity mod plus his monk's level. And if he gets reduced to zero damage, he can catch it and then throw it back at him. Kids, don't try this at home. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're an evil campaign now. We gotta tell him to do it. Do it. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes out behind the dumpster and get your middle school girlfriend pregnant. Kids, wacky, don't wacky. buy drugs. Come a pop cell phone. more money in it. Don't use the product, kids. Sell. <laughs> Never get high on your own supply. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, can we also make it uh, canon now that it's cheese points, not key points? <laughs> he's, a cheese, he's just a cheese enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> I love cheese I? so much. Oh, after bathing, mozzarella. after bathing in mozzarella for ten days and ten nights, she's she marinating. Marinating. Uh, she's dead. Probably. <laughs> so, uh, John, let's talk a little bit more about like your your character's personality. Um, uh, arrogant, quiet. He doesn't know really anything about how to interact with people because he's like lived with five people for two hundred years. So he's he's quiet and rude. <laughs> with middle school dance was awkward. Yeah, that's this guy. Um, so what did you choose as your uh, traits and flaws? He's arrogant, he's quiet, he's direct, he's ignorant of social convention. Um, his flaws, again, arrogant. He's yeah, quick those to anger. The flaws. <laughs> uh, he's quick to anger, and he is ignorant and distrustful of cities, so he's always going to be on edge if we're around more than five people. Cool. Since there's five people in the party, he's always going to be on edge. <laughs> Reach my limit. I swear it's not the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, anything else you want to say about your character? 
He has an alliance with Sish. Uh, for reasons we'll discuss in later episode. Okay. And Caleb, let's talk about your character. Okay, Gwendolyn Silverstone is not 100% fleshed out because I'm still trying to put her on, but uh, she is a human female druid of approximately mid-40s. She had a child that took a... uh, was given an alchemist potion to cure like a fever and it made the child kind of turn into a potato. Mm, And so she was really upset with the established medicine and uh, turned to alt medicine and uh, the druidic path and began following the earth mother. So so druidism is the alt, like the homeopathy of fantasy (laughs) world? Well, yeah, you know, that's um, basically what I was shooting for. Um, you know, I know it may be offensive to some, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was kind of the character real on here. Well, I have to say that 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 you know turning into a potato is the worst polymorph potion ever. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's just a bottle of mercury. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about uh, the the alternate uh, medicine and and the druidic path that uh, she has chosen. Okay, she's chosen the the circle of the land, I believe, to be more of a caster type of druid rather than the circle of the moon, which was which is more focused on transformation. So. The animal transformation is more limited for her. As a druid, she her spell types are, of course, going to be... She gets the full list and then prepares a uh, selection of, say, four spells, and then can cast any of those spells any number of times up to the... up to her slot limit. Love Loves the slot. I do love the slots. So, what's your your concept sort of for like uh, playing this character? How are you going to be playing her? Like as a controller, as a healer, kind of, or like a mix of? She's going to be uh, more of a ranged caster and healer primary, healer primary, and then you know, dealing damage secondary, um, or maybe even tertiary. Whereas being a uh, control, crowd control is uh, probably a secondary. Gotcha. And like, uh, what what kind of things did you choose for her at third level? Well, I'm not sure. I understand the questions. <laughs> I mean, like the, the spells. And wait, we're at third level. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Am I third level? Yes. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I have a response to that, Oliver. Have you been paying attention? I didn't know it was third level. <laughs> well, you can st- you could be first level if you want. Yeah, I'll, we I'll can make this happen now. It'll be fine. No, you're, you're level three, Oliver. I'll Good job. You've made it. So work out what you want for your third level. <laughs> it's going to take a minute. Okay, well, we, we'll do you last. Okay. Well, like I said, uh, she has the full sp- uh, spell list. And uh, she just prepares a selection ahead of time during rest, long rests. Okay, so she kind of works like a wizard. Uh, or Claire, Claire, perhaps. Okay. But you, you, you have like all you have all the spells, but you just have to to memorize them or say these are the ones that I'm going to have for this day. Yes. Okay. Correct. And if she has, she can prepare, say, cure cure wounds, um, fairy fire, and I don't uh, two others for uh, four spell slots. But she can cast cure wounds four times to expend those spell, spell slots. It's not they're not limited in number. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, what does she look like? Is she hot? No, not terribly. She's she started getting her druid slow down in age style power when she was in her mid 40s so she is not going to be a young lith 
uh, flower child. She's going to be more of a, of a motherly sort. Not to say that she's ugly, just saying that she's not like a little supermodel trancing around and matronly. You know, yes, Earth Mother. No. And uh, what what she look like? Like description? I let's see, about five foot four, one uh, one thirty five. And uh, brown hair, a little bit of crow's feet around the eyes, and a touch around the mouth. Okay. What's her uh, age? Uh, you said she looks like she's about 40. Yes, she's going to be in her mid to late 40s, say 46, 47. And uh, what did you choose as uh, traits and flaws? She's incredibly credulous. Uh, she will basically believe any anything that's put in front of her, which can be a pretty big flaw. Um, and it's one of the reasons why she's following the Red Talons now. It's because she sees Ruin as a mother who lost her babies also once long ago and believes that no animal should be caged and such, especially a sentient animal. Oh, sentient people, person. And uh, um, what kind of uh, like, uh, what's her abilities or proficiencies look like? Well, uh, let's see, she, of course, uh, at level two, a druid can change into an animal form that they've seen before, and does this twice per day uh, between long rests. In this case, she would say turn into a wolf and use that as a movement speed movement or for advantage on uh, hearing and smell per- perceptions um, gains advantage on some attacks and things um, has some fun cantrips such as conjuring a fireball that will act as a torch or you can throw it for a small amount of damage um, shillelagh is a cantrip that changes her weapon, in this case a quarterstaff, into a magical weapon of plus one. Let's see. I'm still learning this character, so I'm sorry if I'm. Gotcha. Now she's a wisdom based car- uh, caster, right? Correct. Okay, and uh, what kind of skill proficiencies did you take? I'm assuming like insight and perception since you're wisdom based? Insight, animal handling, and um, survival skills are going to be her strongest suits. But she has some wisdom, medicine, and nature. And uh, no, she's actually pretty stupid. She's uh, (laughs) she's a dim bulb. You might yeah, sounds about right. Bulb. Um, player too. <laughs> her her bulb is you know got a firefly in there. <laughs> She's kind of silly. She doesn't examine the things terribly closely. So her investigation and nature and history are quite low, and she actually has negatives to her uh, checks on those skills. So she's like the average InfoWars viewer. <laughs> I was gonna say like nature nature path news. <laughs> yeah. She she is worried about glycophosphate in her tampons. Um, she has jade, she has jade eggs. <laughs> wow. On that note, uh, is there anything else uh, about your character you want to talk about? No, not right now. We'll we'll find some stuff in the future. I think find it all out together. Yay, it's a journey. <laughs> That's always my favorite. Let's see. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Juliet, let's talk a little bit what you've done uh, with uh, the Dragonborn at third level. What about the Dragonborn at third level? They get nothing for it. Gotcha. Not well, you're fighter. Wee! Uh, fighter third level, yeah. Uh, at that point, I get to f- pick the specialization. So, 
because Juliet's all about learning and stuff. Naturally, the path would be for an Eldritch Knight, which I already kind of had planned out. Now, as to where she's getting these spells from, haven't quite worked that out in-game, but she decided to side with the uh, winning side, I suppose, with uh, Sish. Yep. And uh, she'd love to learn more about everything. Especially if there's some scaly claw thingy that's going to come, and even if it destroys the civilization, you know, she'll get to see it, she'll get to experience it, and maybe even serve it. It could be Tiamat, it could be anyone. All, all she knows is that it sounds like it's a dragony thing to do. So, like, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about your your motivation for following a ruin. It sounds like you were going into a little bit about it there. Yeah, um, originally I didn't think that anything would really happen to the party. We kind of get glued together and there would be a nice mix of good and evil, but apparently that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> which, which is fine, you know, it's good in, in and of itself. But I did not expect that to happen. Uh, but everything seems to have worked out in terms of personality and stuff. Um, she's Her ideal is just like knowledge is a path to power and domination. Knowledge is power, that sort of deal. Uh, she works to preserve libraries and other great places of interest with lots of information. And the uh, final one, which I guess is a flaw, I don't know if that counts anymore, but unlocking an ancient mystery is worth the price of a civilization. So she's more than happy to let it burn. <laughs> so th those are your traits and flaws. So your trait is you're a bookworm seeking knowledge, and your flaw is you'll let civilization burn to get it. Yep. Nice. Well balanced. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Eldritch Knight. What's your plan for that, and what can they do? Okay, so the Eldritch Knight seems to be Fifth Ed's uh, solution to the Gish, uh, half-caster, half-fighter type of character. Uh, the Eldritch Knight, it's not like multi-classing in Wizard in a lot of ways, because you're quite restricted, uh, mostly to damage and protection spells, which kind of makes sense if you're a fighter doing that. So I've picked a bunch of spells. I've actually tried not to go for too many offensive spells, because I already have that kind of covered in terms of damage. So I was picked up a couple of utility spells, uh, things like protection from evil and good, shield, I haven't took the mending cantrip, so we're not running around with broken arms and armor. That's cool. Uh, fighter with uh, shield. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost regret not having an actual shield to stack on top of that. The, the, the pole arms are <laughs> too. I, I've never used them before. They're fantastic. Yeah, you're you're using it to to pretty great effect. And I mean, for anything else, just having that ten foot reach. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I, I think later on there's a, a feat, I think it's called like Polar Master or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think so. That gives you basically three attacks. Right, because you get to use the blunt end of the halberd or whatever it is. Yeah. I know there's a, a, a paladin on a, another podcast that I listen to that has that <laughs> and uses it to great effect. Ooh, mama. That sounds good. Uh, let's see. So, uh, for those who may have missed it, you are Red Dragonborn. Uh, you have, what, resistance to fire. Mm -hmm. um, your breath weapon's fire. Yep. Um, Talk a little bit more about the des description of your character. What's your alignment? Uh, Julia is lawful evil just because she started out in the town guard and kind of had to follow their rules at some point. She wasn't above selling out her other uh, gang members in return for books and stuff. She did join the guard. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, my George. Hey, I got some of those dope. books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people do anything for those. Some real dank learning. <laughs> dank learning. <laughs> So, uh, so what, yeah. what's Juliet look like? Uh, she's a about a six foot two dragonborn. She's pretty well built. Um, I am not entirely sure what the whole. I, I see there's a whole variety of what counts as dragonborn and what's half dragon. And here's I see this all the time in like fifth ed stuff. So I, I just kind of envisioned her as I guess traditionally with like a, a dragon head and body. 
So, she's pretty tall, she's about 6'2". She's pretty built. Um, you might mistake her for a lineman. A brick shithouse? <laughs> she's red. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, she smells like smoke constantly, and uh, she... I've known girls like that. Smells like smoke constantly. You gotta do the really gravelly voice like you've been smoking <laughs> since you were 13 years old. <laughs> Gwendolyn lights a bundle of sage and tries to cleanse your spirit. Aura. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so anything else uh, you want to say? I don't think so. I think that's really it. Alright. So, Shane. That's me. Let's talk Did about you? your character, what you did at third level. Okay, so at third level, uh, I had a choice between going the College of Lore or the College of Valor. Lore being the more of um, academic approach to my character, Valor being a more combat focus. So if I took Lore, I get bonus proficiencies of different skills. With Valor, I get like automatic proficiency to like better armor, shields, and hand weapons and stuff. Uh, I chose Lore because I like my character to be able to manipulate people and be better at skill things rather than uh, combat which I can rely and uh, manipulate other people to do for me. See, now that's surprising to me because you're shit in combat. Yeah, yeah. I am shit in combat. <laughs> and I don't want to break. Yeah, I, I just have my little crossbow. That's what I do. <laughs> but you do the talky-talky good. I do. I do talky-talky good. What's your yeah, charisma so, bonus? Uh, charisma bonus three, I want to say. Right. It's my, I'm a charisma caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I got the, I chose College of Lore, and I also get Expertise, which means that I get a double proficiency bonus on up to two skills. Uh, and I chose Intimidation and Deception, so instead of getting a plus two bonus, which is my regular proficiency, I'm getting a plus four because it applies that plus two twice. And for the bonus proficiencies that I get, I get three bonuses. I chose to be proficient in Arcana, Perception, and Investigation. Because I'm probably going to multi-class either uh, one of the other magic classes going up to 4th level. And I gain cutting words from the College of Lore as well, which means that when and with a reaction I can, after a, an opponent rolls to do damage or like an attack roll, I can use one of my Bardic Inspirations to roll a die and then the number that I roll on the die it reduces his roll by that much. And I believe it's a, a D8, I want to say. And then for spells, I gain Crown of Madness, which makes a humanoid person uh, get like a, a crown shape on his head, just like a metal crown that grows. And he has to roll a Wisdom save or else it happens. And if it happens, each combat, he has to attack the nearest possible person to him whether friend or foe, and then he gets me. So I pretty much get to determine who he's attacking on his turn. And so he has to roll a wisdom save at the end of each of his turns to try and fight off the spell. Uh, and then, in addition to gaining an extra spell, I get to swap a spell. So I swapped uh, Disguise Self, which isn't really... I thought it would be cooler than it was. Uh, didn't get to cast it once. So I swapped that out with Identify. So I can actually understand what items are, whether it be magical or non-magical. Gotcha. Uh, did speaking of uh, saves, has your DC gone up? What's your current uh, spell DC? Spell DC? Uh, I don't think I've gotten any. I think it's fourteen. I want to say. Let me check spells. Spell save DC is thirteen. I believe it's based on your my charisma modifier. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's 10 plus, like, the modifier they use for spells, which is charisma. So it's 13 right now. Doesn't uh, some of that have to do with uh, your level, too? How does that work? I'm not too sure. I need to, like, go through my character sheet, because it auto-inputs it based on, like, the choices that I put for my character. Gotcha. I can't, like, I can't alter it. Gotcha. So I'm probably going to go through later today and just make sure that the character sheet on rule 20 is accurate and see if there's any random options that I miss. So let's uh, talk a little bit about your your background and your motivations now. Yeah, because I totally knew that before coming into this. 
That's that's what I did. I knew it. Back of my hand. Yeah, so uh, my character was orphaned as a child due to his parents being hunted down by debt collectors. Uh, and because they killed his parents due to the debt, they still they still wanted the there still was a debt to be repaid. So they tried to come after me. And so because of that, my character became a nomad in a sense of where he just keeps on traveling around and gains skills along the road, such as learning to talk with people, learning how to play instruments to get some sort of income on the road, such like that. And uh, because of this, he's pretty morally ambiguous where he cares about his own survival compared to his teammates. So he's willing to do whatever he can to get ahead of other, every uh, everyone else, no matter the, pretty much no matter the cost, as long as it's not him taking the cost. And he's a real people person, quote unquote, because of his abilities to talk and manipulate, uh, manipulate people into what he wants them to do. But he is a bit too ambitious with what he's trying to do, and he's not above selling everyone else out. Which uh, became pretty evident. Yeah. <laughs> In the last episode. I mean, the Sish yeah. did put up a good deal. You cannot say it was not a good deal. Killed my dad. It's fine. Killed my dad. What's a dad I'm worth? Two dollars. <laughs> Five hundred I mean, gold. Five hundred gold. Wow. We could have sold him. God. <laughs> um. So, uh, just as a physical description, uh, talk a little bit about what a um, Alexander looks like. He is. Let me go to this thing. Uh, he's about twenty-three years of age, so he's like right past that gaining adult track tracking stuff, like getting on track with what he what he wants to do with his life, uh, which is pretty pretty not not a good path. But uh, he's a medium-sized character as a human. He is 5'11", weighs about 205 pounds, green eyes, white skin. Pretty much your uh, regular white person. (laughs) Why do you got to pay? I'm reading the chat here. It's cracking me up because as you're saying all this, uh, Tivit's ghost is uh, chatting, saying, Ooh, (laughs) you killed my dad. Ooh, I hate you guys. A twiggy ghost. <laughs> I love straight in the middle. Eh. <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> anything else you want to say about uh, Alexander? Um, I need to figure out. I'm pretty sure I've neglected to take a feat. I've taken one feat. I feel like I should be getting another one, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, so uh, I need to figure that out, but that's about it. Alexander's pretty. He's pretty. He's pretty. Just an ambitious guy. He does what he can. He's got to get that paper. Mm-hmm. He does have to. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's gold in this <laughs> universe, but that's fine. I don't think he cares too much about pieces of paper. All right. So Oliver, let's talk about your character. I will be play, playing Edel Belmont, a half dwarf paladin who uh, will be taking the Oath of the Hellsworn, which I believe is the correct... Yeah, Hellsworn. Uh, and pretty much that makes me more evil. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a warlock thing, uh, to where you make a deal with a fiend or uh, an evil god alignment, and then you get branded or... One of ten things happens. I'm not going to go through all of those things, but I got branded on my arm, and that's my contract. And who's your contract with? Bane. Okay, talk talk about Bane. Okay, uh, Bane is pretty much the god of killing. Like he he just loves he just loves killing. He really enjoys it, like a lot, like more than he probably should. <laughs> but he is a god of war, and overall, he is gonna be help. He's gonna help me out, which will be a good time. I just love killing. It's gonna be fun. Uh-huh. Uh, also, also, he is very charismatic. Uh, he is about what is this? How tall is he? God damn, I'm character. He so he's is, a half dwarf, half a what? 
Human. <laughs> I thought that was the standard. <laughs> That's don't assume he's race, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just assume he's race, Oliver. I feel human, like humans just be fucking everything. Really, they do. It's so weird. One's a human, huh? Well, I'm a half dwarf. So kind like of a dwarf or something. While he's looking that up, I forgot to mention that I have transitioned from uh, neutral good to neutral evil. I'm lawful due to, evil. Due to my de, due to my uh, decisions and choices. You were ever neutral good? Uh, I was like more in the neutral spot. Just, just like doing, didn't really have a reason to go either way. I'm just gonna say, man, you're you're you acting, weren't acting good. good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah, not neutral not, good at all. That's that's fine. It's not like a neutral about shit. You were you were stealing money from your teammates. <laughs> your I, that that's hiding. That's available. You aren't there. <laughs> and then you sold your entire team out to an evil dragon cult. That's that's fine. <laughs> hey, it was Monday. I don't want to talk about it. Mondays, right? That Alexander yeah. was evil from the start. That's fine. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't you just hate it when you sell out all your friends and murder someone who <laughs> no, helps you fine. along the way? This is fine. <laughs> I'm okay the with worst. this. Oh, oh, man. Tuesdays, right, man? Tuesdays. <laughs> all right. You so... think Mondays? No. Let's uh, go back at uh, so you're uh, following Bane. Let's talk a little bit about being a paladin. Uh, what about it? what you got, son? Show oh. me what you got. <laughs> Show me what, what you paper. got. <laughs> I have. Let's see. I I'm immune to disease as a paladin. I also have fiendish smite, which instead of doing radiant damage, I can either do fire or necrotic. Which is pretty thin. And then. I also got some spells, which are pretty nice. I've got Charm Person and Hellish Rebuke. Hello? Hellish Rebuke. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't hearing anybody. Now, you could choose to do necrotic damage on your smite. Or fire. Wow, that's pretty cool. Because necrotic know, right? damage, they can't heal it back until after a short rest. Ooh, mama, I did not know that, but that's going to be blast. Yep. <laughs> that's going to be a good time. Uh, I also have another class feature. Let me go to it. It's pretty dope. Um, Hellfire weapon. As an action, you can use uh, the wraith... Is that Reese? Wrath. Uh, a we- weapon holding that you are holding with fires of hell. Uh, with the fi- with the fires of hell, using the- your channel divinity for one minute, you add your charisma modifier and fire damage uh, to the damage dealt as an attack. The weapon with a minimum bonus of plus one. The weapon also emits a bright light in a ten foot radius and a dim light ten foot. 10 feet beyond that man I cannot read today if the weapon is already magical it becomes magical for the duration if it's not already magical it becomes magical for the duration when you first use this uh, you, have to, you have to end your turn by slamming it down though and dealing a shit ton of damage making like a line of hellfire and they have to make a dexterity save and shit Jesus that was a mouthful for me uh. So, what kind of uh, what, what what kind of weapon are you using? I'm gonna be using a great sword and a whip. And a whip. Yeah. So that's why you were there. Yeah. Just looking at that. It all comes full circle now. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think it's F O O L circle. The defense sword. <laughs> uh, so, uh, talk about uh, what your character looks like and what the. Uh, your character's motivations are. My character is, is a half a dwarf. Is a half dwarf, but he is, is the top half or the bottom half. <laughs> Let's go with bottom half. <laughs> so it's like a human, but the bottom half is a dwarf. So it's you'll, like you'll, a regular truck of a human with like tiny little legs. Let's leave that to the audience. 
The ladies think the little booties that he wears. Uh, adorable. He is five eight. He's uh, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's got black hair, a very sharp goatee, red eyes, very pale. He is twenty seven years old. Um, let's see. What's his sign? What's his sign? <laughs> what? He's a Pisces. God damn it, Kevin, you piece of shit. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck me. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a very important paladin trait. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) The sign of the fish. (laughs) The sign of the fish. That's why he's sworn to hell, because fishes go there, right? That's how that works. So what, what's his uh, what's his motivation? What's his background? Uh, his background is he is a rich bastard, but he's barely tolerated, and it's he's been there's been a few attempted like killings of him, so you know. Uh, but he was always kind of the like shit part of the family that no one really cared about. Uh, and they tend they tended to beat him a lot, so he eventually ran off and. Uh, joined up with a paladin group and became a paladin because first off they were they were usually richer and had access to better food and supplies and he was very accustomed to that and so instead of becoming like a rogue or something like that he decided to become a paladin and he he's very selfish he can be very selfish he, he very much pro, uh, like prizes loyalty though like, if you're loyal, it's going to come around. See, I think he's a Scorpio. Sure, man, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like a Scorpio, doesn't he? Yeah. Definitely not a Libra. I, I mean, that's what Gwynthlyn's getting from all this. She can see it. I hate all of you. I want to choke Gwynthlyn. So is his whole family half-dwarves, or is he, like, the no. bastard? He's the bastard. His fucking mom went off and screwed him with a dwarf. And no one, no one was happy. The family's not very happy about that. She likes some stumping. Get a little of that open shield. <laughs> yeah. Stone hammer. You see, he's 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 short and he's strong and he's down to get the friction on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's little. Well, what's your alignment? My alignment is uh, lawful evil, capital E. <laughs> so next to see. Yeah, he's just he's getting paid knees. Capital E, so I'll be lawful until there are no goddamn cops around. (laughs) (laughs) The fuzz here? Nope, keep going. (laughs) Someone keep an eye out. Come on, we gotta do this. (laughs) So, uh, anything else uh, you want to talk about on your Uh, character? See, he could be very greedy at points, but it's not gonna be a problem to the party. Oh, yeah, traits Uh, and flaws. What you got going on? Oh, okay. I have. I'm just gonna copy and paste this because I don't want to butcher it with my shitty shit. So, could you read that out for me, Kevin? Uh. That's, oh, is this? My... Uh, if you do me an injury, I will crush you, ruin your name, and salt your fields. Yeah. <laughs> so, is that the the flaw or the? That is the personal trait. <laughs> okay, what's the uh, flaw? The flaw, the flaw. You see, this. You you see the flaw is in the, the flaw sleeking slasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good episode. There you go. Uh, in fact, the world does revolve around me. Call me a bastard, Belmont, to make him very angry. I think we're gonna get sued for copyright on this. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Fuck. It only, it, I only have it like twice on my character sheet, and once for my name, and the other ones <laughs> for my fucking thing. My <laughs> flaw. So that's, that's one, two. One for your name, and the other for your thing. I don't think I you've mean, got a character. Try you you just like watched the first episode of Castlevania, and, or a second what? episode of Castlevania, and <laughs> are like, yeah, this is it. The fucking character Belmont isn't like that at all. His name is Adel. Make him Schoenberg instead of uh, Belmont. It's the same thing. Schoenberg means beautiful mountain. 
Do you say beautiful mouth? Mountain. Oh, oh yeah, Belmont is like <laughs> weird. Beautiful mountain. Hey, you have a beautiful mouth. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> and that goes right along with the whip, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry, everyone lagged out for me. I just got laugh tracked. <laughs> like, no joke. It was like. <laughs> We're just making fun of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, don't talk bad about my North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, uh, I may sound like a spud for asking this question, but how the hell do I figure out how many feeds I should have? I've yeah. gone to the feed section, I've gone to my class, my race. I'll get it. All right, so in your class section, they'll be So it's in my class. Got it. They're Step called one. ability something modifiers. Improvements, I believe. Yes, improvements. And the optional rules there are that you can use, you can get a feat instead of adding a plus two or plus one plus one whatever it is. I look. Do so you get a feat every four levels feet. if you want? Uh, yes, unless you want a stat boost. And some oh, so give for you the ability, boost, so. so for the ability score improvement, I can either get a feat or improve my stats. Yep, mm-hmm. one or the other. And some of the well, feats improve your stats anyway, so take a look for those. Okay. Unless you're human, then you get a free feat at first level. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, well, you if you're reverse, if you're a variant. Alright, so let's play, let's wait for Shane to pick a feat in silence. Uh, I don't even get one yet. <laughs> I, I guess I have to wait until level 4. Question mark, exclamation point. Everyone just sit here and wait till he hits level 4. <laughs> you all have to watch. That's part of it. That's <laughs> yeah, now a solo campaign. You guys just here to witness. This should be a uh, pretty interesting uh, mix of classes we got going on here. Now we've got a someone who's going to be an eldritch knight, a paladin, a bard, and a druid, and a monk. I'll be interested. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Uh, so Kevin, I need to talk to you possibly after this or right now about what I need to do to multi-class into a, uh, a magic, another magic field. So would I, would you want my character like sometime while like the next couple sessions as we're getting a level four, like actually pursue like an apprenticeship or some sort of thing? To multi-class into it, or do you just like? I think there's going to be fun. like some role play that goes into it, and maybe uh, yeah, yeah. you and Juliet, you know, can discover the beauty of magic together. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm man. saying. I don't. I wasn't sure like how you wanted to play it out because like I'm sure some people would just be like, just fucking take it, but <laughs> some people would just be like, you need it. You need an actual reason for your character to want to do that. Well, I think there needs to be like just a little bit of role playing. You know, if you're yeah. going from like, you know, bard to like a sorcerer, it might not be as big a stretch as. Yeah, that's, say, that's my plan. Yeah, because, you know, let's, for instance, let's say that you're taking this lore and you start reading all this stuff about, you know, sorcery or whatever, because I'm assuming that you're probably going to want to go the sorcery route and probably not, you know, warlock or. I don't know, it depends. What's your intelligence? Uh, int- I'm... My intelligence is pretty bad. Let me, let me look at it. Yeah, so you're uh, going to want to go sorcerer. Yeah. I want to be... A, I'm a charisma caster. My intelligence is 15. It's a charisma followed by intelligence. Charisma 17, intelligence at 15. Damn. Yeah, so... With, so huh? There's somebody, like, clicking something. Not me. I heard it once. Uh, I've been seeing like five spikes on my recording here. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, but uh, if I can pretty much go to any of the magic classes because once I hit level four, I can use my stat improvement to pitch my intelligence up by like one point, which would bring it to 16, which is a mod of three. And at that point, I feel like I'd pretty much be a, a decent thing but uh probably just go us some wisdom caster to make it simpler wisdom caster oh not wisdom charisma okay i'll say that's probably not going to be a big role-playing <laughs> jump for you considering that you're a bard and you can cast spells anyway 
So, yeah. you know, if you just started using more, for roleplay sake, started using more spells and finding your power in that. As mm-hmm. to, you know, Juliet, you know, that's going to be a little different as there's going to be a little bit more of a roleplay reason for, you know, a fighter jumping to this, you know, being able to cast spells. Right. I'm feeling you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? We're stankier than a kobold's loincloth. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons and Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at dungeondebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. Has a magical pestilence destroyed your farm and family through no fault of your own? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. A wizard unleashed a spell that blotted my crops and my family starved to death. The hammer got me the goal to rebuild my life. I have a new wife, a milk cow, and even a pig. Thank you, Hamish. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. The music you heard on this episode was Beyond by Ross Bugden under Creative Commons License 4.0. You can find the link to that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0.